Okay, and we're live. We are, yes. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to the Coffee with Clemps podcast, the very first episode. Wow, we. And today we are joined by my very good friend, Eyepatch Wolf. Hello everybody. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, stop it, you. <laughs> so, um, so what is what is what exactly is it that you do on YouTube, Eyepatch Wolf? So, I have a YouTube channel on YouTube, unbelievably. And I tend just to talk about, I guess, like, a lot of anime stuff. Um, I've got stuff... Co- yeah, I, I'm really sorry to everyone involved. <laughs> but um, I, I'll be doing... I'm kind of looking to do more stuff a little outside anime. But, yeah, I think anime is kind of my bread and butter. And there's other stuff I'll be moving into. What kind of stuff are you really planning on doing outside of anime? Well, then that would be telling, wouldn't it? Oh, man. Can't we get, like, a sneaky peek? Um, well... On my Patreon, I have a stretch goal, which is my hyper mystery video, and oh. we hit that some months ago, way faster than I thought we would, and I'd already <laughs> done a big schedule out, oh, so, no. but that video is going to be coming in three videos time, and that is, I am really looking forward to seeing what people make of that. It's almost like with me and, and my podcast goal on Patreon now. <laughs> It was ridiculous how fast I hit that. I was so surprised, but so fucking thankful. It's ridiculous. It's a great problem to have. Yeah, seriously. It's like, oh no, now I have to, I have to make more content, like content that I love doing. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but yeah, um, so iPatch Wolf's channel is, it, it was something that I found after um, I was introduced to it by, by Pat from um, Super Best Friends. And... Ever since I found it, I I fell in love with one of the shows that you were covering, which was Hunter x Hunter. Did you know my channel before I got in contact with you the first time? No. Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't. When you got in contact with me, because I I heard like I heard you were on the podcast, and I was like, wow, like this is. It was so surreal hearing people like talking about my channel, and then all of a sudden you hit me up, and I was like, oh, holy shit. And then we've been friends ever since. We sure have. Two the peas most... in a pod. Oh, a little, a little gay pod. <laughs> a, little, a little queer pod. <laughs> but yeah, man, like, I don't know, I watched your Hunter x Hunter video, and I'd only ever heard bad things about it. And to hear somebody go so in-depth about why it was almost like a masterpiece of a show, I was like, hmm... Maybe there's something more, like, than what people are letting on. And sure enough, it's now one of my favourite shounen anime of all time. Yeah, I... God, I mean, I I fucking love that show so much. Um, It's ridiculously good. It has a bit of a slow start, but, you know, I I think when it... (laughs) And um, a lot of people don't like this, but I I love the kind of tune-in exam shit. And I know that Hunter x Hunter did that before the tune-in exam. Like, before that ever happened in, like... In oh, Naruto, the, God, I felt God like the it. amount of times I was watching Hunter x Hunter and something would happen and I'd be like, wait a minute, because like, it would be from something else, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it was like, oh shit, are they, are they taking it from this show? And it's like, no, hang on a minute. Yeah, you They were the taking dates. it from this show. Yeah, Naruto. I uh, know, Naruto. Fuck you. <laughs> I still I'm glad you like Naruto. I'm but glad yeah. you're dead. <laughs> did, did you did you just say you kind of like Naruto? I have a whole video that you can watch oh, on why it's actually it. pretty alright. <laughs> well, like to a point, I think there's like a solid, there is a solid four or five arcs in Naruto, and then it kind of goes. I'm to gonna, 
I'm going to stop shitposting and I'm going to be real. Um, I think Naruto isn't as bad as people like to say it is, but I still don't enjoy it. Um, I think that up to the Gara and Rock Lee fight, which is the fucking shit. That fight is incredible. <sighs> oh my god. When I was a, a wee baby boy, still in diapers, watching that shit, clapping my hands. It was, it was beautiful. Yep. I was 12. I remember, uh, like, it can't, like those manga were releasing really slow in Ireland and I remember just like the last page of the previous volume like it just came up on the screen Gara versus Rock Lee and then I had to wait like 11 months for it to come out or something and I was like this is fucking hell that's painful but oh it was beautiful like such a great fight it was so good I I have so many like (laughs) I guess this is a good segue actually because I I, I will like you know I'll ask how you're doing and stuff like that but I've, I've got to say the Naruto, I have some good and bad memories of that show. Um, not just the show, but the impact it had on my younger life. In the worst way conceivably possible. Did you ninja run? I did. It's, and a, I fa- did. it's a faster, silent way of getting around. <laughs> I did so much worse. Um, so, I have a couple of stories. One of them is very short. One of them is I bought a Naruto headband. Um, I, I asked my mum, I went, Mum... You know, because it, it was at the time when, you know, I, I didn't have my own my own online bank account and shit like that. We didn't even do that stuff, you know. It's like, I, I wasn't trusted to use a card online. So I was like, Mum, listen, everyone's getting these Naruto headbands. I've got to have this shit. She was like, mm, okay, and <laughs> don't wear it to school, though. And I, I did. I wore it to school. Wow. Oh, but my, well, my friends did too. So I wasn't alone. We were like... I mean, they can't take down all of you. Uh, I know, exactly. A little crowd of ninjas. But it was, it was embarrassing thinking back on it and thinking about the looks we were getting. But I, I bet think... you all felt cool as shit. Up to a point when a really attractive girl walked past us and went... <laughs> and we like, oh no. <laughs> Maybe this wasn't such a good idea. <laughs> and then like, I saw one of my friends just take it off. Oh no! Really. Oh, that's the worst! <laughs> Oh, when the cracks start to show. It was like that silent, like that silent shame. And the the (laughs) second time Naruto had had an impact on me was was during um was during PE, um and and I actually I remember back in the days when I used 4chan. I remember I green texted this, and it became a bit of a. I remember seeing it being posted again. So maybe somebody will remember this. This is Zinger. Um, but basically, we were doing PE and we were doing uh, we were doing laps around the our very very long um, kind of track, and I think like when you run around it two times, it's about a mile. So yeah. it's quite quite a, quite a good track. And I started to do the ninja run, as you do, <laughs> as every great athlete does. And I still do it when know, no one's watching. <laughs> it's true. I do it up the stairs. Yeah. But, um, my, my my friends started to do it too because we were just having a bit of a giggle you know we weren't doing it like completely seriously it was you know we were kind of doing it as like a jokey way as well and then all of like the all of the normies the normies started seeing us and they were like well, what what are you guys doing and we were like we're running with our arms because it's it makes us more aerodynamic and it makes us run faster and then and then the normies started joining it. That's fucking beautiful. Are you serious? And then, and then 
some of the really, really like, you know, some of the really fucking good athletes in our class started to do it as well. And then about, I'm going to say 70% of this PE class were all running with their arms behind their back. Oh and God. then the, the PE teacher was like, guys, what are you, what are you doing? They're like, it makes us run faster, sir. <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. That's really good. It sounds like Naruto had nothing but positive effects on your life. Oh, not that one time a girl laughed at me. That was... I'll never live it down. I mean, that is a soul-crushing thing to happen. I wake up with a cold sweat. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Somewhere she's out there. Still <laughs> cackling. <laughs> oh, oh, man. It's, it's crazy how, like... Because cause when... I think, like, at its core, Naruto is this really innocent series. But it has such a weird fan base. Like, one of the first times I was going to Comic-Con, which must, I must have been about 16, probably a bit younger, um, I, went, I went in Luffy cosplay, because that's oh, the seriously? easiest shit to do. Yeah, it's the easiest to do. You just buy a straw hat, you get some red ribbon around it, you, you cut some sleeves off like a red waistcoat, and you wear some like half jeans with sandals, and you draw a scar under your eye. Yep, that'll so do it. Come, it. Easy, easy. So I did that, and... I. Some Sakura cosplayer spotted me, and it was like, oh, you know, we're having a bit of banter back and forth. And then out of nowhere, she just bit me. Like, she, she locked her, her teeth into my arm, and she, she wouldn't let go for about, like, three seconds, and I was getting worried because it was hurting. And I was like, ha, 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 and I was like, get off, like, what the fuck? And I finally got her off, and, like, I didn't say anything, I just walked away really quickly, and she Why? looked like... And, and and she looked like, what have I done wrong? But it's like, what do you? And I, you know, if I if I had the balls, I would have been like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you fucking bitter person. You you didn't even like burst my bubble. You tore through it. I, and like, you, what was was that like a reference to something? I I think it's meant to be like a like a so wacky and zany like you know oh I'm I'm God, numbing your arm. A Do you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm yeah. numbing your arm. Like you know like I, I can I can imagine in her head she probably had like little cute cat face when she was nibbling my arm and all that shit. It's like listen, that shit hurts. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's so weird. It's really weird. Yeah. It's so yeah. That was one of my little little Naruto segue stories, but but moving back on to you, my friend. How are you, and what have you been up to? So I got back from LA about a week ago. I was at an anime expo, and that is a that is an interesting con. It's fucking huge. Like, it's gigantic. Oh, jeez. But do you know sometimes with cons, like, it's nearly to the point when it's too big. Like, um... Yeah? <laughs> like, it's nearly, like, a little impersonal in a way. Because I went to I went to Magfest uh, this year as well, and I loved that con because that just felt like a kind of regular hometown con, just scaled up really big. But I am Expo so felt... jealous of the fact that you get to go to all these places, man. I'm so jealous. <laughs> um, ah, you'll you'll be there soon enough, I'm sure. Oh, fingers crossed. But um, Anime Expo, it was a little sterile. You know what I mean? Interesting. So it's kind of like. Like, a bunch of scientists came together and, like, made a convention? A little bit. And, like, I know it didn't start like that, but I think, like, it's just such a big con. It's kind of impersonal. And, like, the con workers, like, God bless them, they're just running around and they're fucking exhausted. And they're just oh, like... Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. 
so they can be they can be uh, a little worn out if you need to ask them any questions or anything. But I mean, it was still cool. I got to meet like a bunch of other anime YouTubers. Pretty much all the anime YouTubers, really. I guess. Oh, jeez, sweet. Yeah, that was. Good. I had a really funny moment with Digibro when I met him. Oh man! And uh, we were just kind of chatting, and he just goes, uh, "I didn't know how big you were." <laughs> and I kind of just like paused and looked at him, and he kind of looked at me, and I was like. <laughs> Do you mean, like, physically? Yeah. And he was like, no, I mean, like, your channel. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, right, yeah, I was going to say that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, if I heard oh. that for the first time, I'd be like, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> it's a very weird opener. It, it, uh, it was fine. And, like, he was cool, you know. And, like, it was really cool meeting a bunch. Of, I met, got to meet Keiko Cat, who's one of my, like, favorite anime YouTubers. And she was just, like, total sweetheart and, like, Went out for dinner with all her friends, and they were all lovely, and that was, like, really, really cool. Oh, man, that's so sweet. Like, I, um, I've i definitely got, like, a plan in mind, um, and I, I don't mean to bring the Patreon up again. I, I'm sorry, everybody, but um, I've made it so that if I hit $1,000, I will use that money to help me go to conventions in America. Because as of right now, I am definitely not financially kind of stable enough to afford to, like just take a plane to America and I like, spend a few days there. Yeah, um, there's no way I would be without, like, the Patreon going well. It's just, uh, it's, like, because we have to pay, like, like a $600 flight and then, like, there's hotel shit. Yep. Sure do. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sucker, but, oh, well, that's just what we have to do. Part of the business. Yeah, exactly. And um, hopefully one day I'll be able to go and see all of... All of my very large American fan base, apparently. Like, I think it's something like 80% of all of my subscribers are American. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It was pretty intense. It was was a weird one as well because I had just done the face reveal, I think, the Friday before Anime Expo. Oh, And so, like, people were, like, coming up to me being like, can I get a photo? And I'd, like, be like, sure. Who do you want me to, like, do you want me to hold the camera? And they'd be like, no, I I want a photo with you. And I'd be like... Oh shit! Okay. Uh, oh but... man, that's so strange. The weird part was though that like, uh, like when people were like, "Hey, Super Eye Patch Wolf," like it wouldn't really kind of phase me too much. But then mm. sometimes people from like poor fans of my podcast, the Let's Fight a Boss video game podcast, would come up <laughs> and they'd be like, "John," and I'd be like, "Whoa, that... what the fuck, <laughs> John?" <laughs> that's so strange. Like I, I can't say I've had like a. I have had that, but I wouldn't say, like, as big a scale. Because, obviously, like, MAGFest and um, the the expo in LA are just so big and, you know, you probably get tons of people. But I, I, I had it much more downscaled at MCM Comic-Con um, because it was the first Comic-Con I'd gone to where, um, like... Because I wouldn't say I'm, like, a big-time YouTuber. I'd say I'm still pretty small-time, but I'm, I'm slowly kind of getting subscribers, which is lovely. But... Let's just say it's much more than the 4,000 subscribers I had the last time I went to Comic-Con. You know? Like, as of right now, I have about 32,000 subs. And that's... For me, that's that's absolute insanity. Well, that's a lot of... lot of people, no matter what way you slice it. It sure is, yeah. And it makes my eyes boggle. But, um... Going to Comic-Con this year was really, really heartwarming. Because I had about... F- maybe six people come up to me, and it was incredibly humbling. Yeah, totally. It's it's really nice to have people kind of, like, talk to you like a person and not a personality. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, and I, I think that's um, one of my favourite parts of like conventions is meeting people and just chatting and spitting the shit and everything. Oh, totally. My, I think my favourite part of Anime Expo was uh, I did a little meetup. And I was Ooh. like, who the fuck's going to even come to this thing? Like, <laughs> like Jesus Christ, what am I doing? Oh, um, but then, like, a bunch of people turned up, and they were, they were so sweet, and they were so oh, nice. Yeah, it was, it was so cool. So cool. God, I, I, I love expos. They are the most tiring thing ever, and I don't understand how people can do, like, a three-day expo when I literally want to go back home and crawl into bed after a day. Yeah. I mean, hats off to you if you can do that, but maybe one of these days. Clemps, I believe we have some questions. I sure do, my friend. I've got a bunch of questions from Twitter. Um, and I think I'm, I'm probably going to do this every podcast. Like, I might just ask on Twitter if anybody has anything to ask, and um, I'll try to answer the ones which uh, kind of... <laughs> <laughs> which are a little bit less shitposty, you know, which I can get some more like, interesting answers out of. Um, but we got some good ones here. We got some good ones. Um, so to begin with, this is something from Mystics Luna, who asks, how often with a podcast update? And I can easily answer this. Um, so I have like a kind of mental timetable for how I want this podcast to go. Um, I want it to be that I release a video and then about a week or two weeks after that video, I'll release the podcast. So that way, instead of having like a month break before my next video, which is what I usually do, it'll be video, podcast, video, podcast, video, podcast. So you'll get a video and a podcast every month. Um, and the podcast will be totally free. You know, as I've mentioned before, um, it, there might be like an advert or two in there, but you know, I'm, I'm sure that's fine. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much how the podcast um, is gonna is gonna function. And I hope that I hope that you'll all you'll all get something out of it and can listen to it on you know on, on your way to work. So Pe- yeah, people love podcasts. I get more fan art from my podcast than I do from my YouTube channel. I've seen that because I was a very big fan of the Sleepy Cabin podcast, like back when they were all together. Um, and, you know, God bless them, their podcast is still amazing to listen to, but they were, um, a group of Newgrounds people. Oh, really? Yes. So people like Chris O'Neill, um, Psychic Pebbles, uh, Spaz Kid in 3D, um, Stamper, and they all had this, like, big podcast together, and it was one of the funniest podcasts, like, I'd ever listened to, and... Something that they brought up in that podcast, which I thought was was like why I wanted to structure it like this, is that they were doing a podcast a week. And I find personally that if I was to do a podcast a week, I'd eventually find it less fun. It, you know? And it's it's a lot of work as well. I think it's a lot more work than people realize. Oh, absolutely. Like the amount of um people I'm sure people think you're just gonna kind of, you do a little bit of editing, and then you upload it. It's like not really like you got to sync the audio. You got to make sure the audio is at the same level. You got to edit out all of the the crap noise in the background. You know, yeah, do you have like music if you in do it? Musical cues and stuff as well. That's another thing. Exactly. And like, um, before I started getting help with the podcast from my co-hosts, like I would do the edit and upload for a podcast, and it would take like the entire evening, like. Uh, just, yep. I started at around 6 and I'd be done by around 10 you know yeah I mean don't get me wrong like I am excited because it gives me more more stuff to do 
But um, I think like a podcast a week would just drain me, like especially when I'm doing um, like video editing at the same time. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and moving on to the next question now. This is from T Kaya. Do you have any creative work outside of your videos? Writing, drawing, music, game development, any hobbies or interests like that? Um, do you want to go first, iPatch? Sure. I hope. I hope people actually want to hear my answers on this. I hope I'm not ruining the Clemp show. Are you kidding me? Not at all. You have a guest. <laughs> go ahead. Um, yeah, I I try and do as much stuff as possible. Um, way back when I used to be in a techno band called Ancient Beings of Light. Whoa! And we um we released two albums and that was really fun. Oh my god! Can you send me some? Um, I will try and find them. Uh, <laughs> I <know. laughs> Sweet. Like I think they were online at some point, but I think it was on like an old social media platform. I think it was oh, like Bebo. Fucking... Bebo, yo, Bebo yeah. is the shit, man. <laughs> Bebo is so good, man. What was it? I uh, my very first Bebo account was um the Dark School. <laughs> the d- whoa. Man, that must have been good because, like, it's a Final Fantasy VIII reference, but also people know not to fuck with you. I know, right? And then when I started to get into Naruto, my second Bebo profile was the real Shikamaru. Whoa, that's pretty cool. <laughs> but um, it was the hottest shit, man. I did a bunch of stuff like that. I um, I tried out like professional wrestling for a little bit. That was really fun. Oh my god! Yeah. Um. Professional wrestling, like, and when I say professional wrestling, like, I'm talking about like the Stone Cold Steve Austin variety, not anything else. And it's I did still like, pretty cool. It was fu- It's it's cooler. It was awesome. <laughs> but Sorry, um, but then other than that, mostly now I just do YouTube podcasting, and I draw a lot as well. I don't really like uh, promote the drawing stuff online because like I I'm not really great at it. I just really enjoy doing it. But um, no, sure, you know, if you, if you enjoy it, then just keep doing it. Yeah, and it's the kind of thing where if someone wants to dig deep enough, they'll find it, but I'm not going to point them towards it. Yeah, sure, sure. I feel you. But yeah. What about um, you, Clemps? I guess as far as me, um, this is going to be the most boring answer to the question, and I'm really sorry if you're expecting me to like enjoy skydiving or some shit like that, because that ain't me. Um... I, so before I started doing YouTube and actually wanted to like push it professionally, I was um a I was essentially a shut in due to um due to kind of medical shit. So I didn't really have like much of an opportunity to go out and do like physical hobbies. Um and don't get me wrong, like now I'm so much better. Um so don't don't you worry your pretty little heads about little old me. That He's is not going in anywhere. the past. <laughs> It's it's all in the past, you know, I'm I'm let's just say I'm much better, but I still have a lot of room for improvement, as does everyone. Um but my my hobbies are collecting figurines, I collect manga, I read manga, I watch anime, um I collect video games as well, like I like to collect physical PS1 kind of cases and um PS2 cases, all of that good shit. Um <laughs> And another hobby is, this is like the real shit right here. I still collect Pokemon cards to this day. Wow, seriously? Yeah, man. <laughs> Pokemon is such like a fun hobby. Like, I'm not even kidding. I um got a pack the other month, I think. And I wasn't thinking anything of it. And I pulled out a, a golden rimmed 
Ultra Ball card, and I was like, whoa, this looks fucking cool. I went onto eBay to check how much it costs. £80. Fuck, really? So there's, there's still, like, a scene for that. The Pokemon card crowd is booming, my friend. If you want to get in and, and gamble a few bucks... I already then... have way too many voices. I, I also collect Sega Dreamcast games. Ah, there we go. Beautiful, a beautiful tragic console. <laughs> I know, right? Died too young. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, other than that... Uh, honestly, as far as, like, creative stuff goes, really, YouTube is pretty much it. Um, I want to learn how to draw, but I'm so bad at it that I don't have the the drive to really like put a pen to paper. Never stop um, me. <laughs> I guess so. Um, but I don't know. It's just like a it's it's a confidence thing more than anything. You know, like you, I, I've seen like tons of pictures online where it's like, how do I get good at drawing like you? And there's like a guy with like a, a mountain of pages behind him, and he's going like, you've got to keep trying. And I'm like, yeah, that's a lot of paper, man. You know, like, that's a lot of paper. Unless, like, you're blessed with, like, kind of genius natural talents, it is, like, kind of a big uphill struggle. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, the only reason I still do it is because I like doing it. Like, it's one of the only things that kind of switches me out of YouTube mode. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And and I think, like, it is really Um, valuable. I, I I guess the other thing that really snaps me out of YouTube mode is just going out and hanging out with my girlfriends, I guess. Yeah. You know, like... I mean, I guess I watch movies, you know, but doesn't everyone? I I love horror movies, specifically. Um, and that's why I'm really looking forward to Halloween this year, because I have a whole horror movie lineup ready for the Halloween party that's going to happen. And I'm so excited. Uh, of course I'm bringing The Thing. The original, not the remake. Fuck The Thing remake. It is atrociously bad. I've still never seen The Thing. What? You haven't seen oh, the original? Oh, Clems, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, <laughs> I'm raging. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, all I'll say is that, you know, if you want to see a good movie, my friend, go and watch The Thing. Have you seen any, it like, is... uh, modern-day horror films you really liked? Um, The Witch. Oh, I love that. That's, that is, that is a so really... Good good film it's not for everyone it is a slow moving horror film yeah i have a friend who like he's he's a filmmaker himself and like he hated it he was just like this is so boring i loved it i love the scene when the boy is out in the forest by himself you know the one and he sees oh yes he may or may not see a witch Mm mm-hmm fucking beautiful that was so so good I I just love all the stuff at the very end, like obviously oh, like, spoilers. Yeah. But when all the crazy shit goes down, it's just like wowie. <laughs> yeah, that is, it's that a, is it's such a film a about a about a sultry speaking goat. God, he, 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 he whispers. What's his name? Black Black Philip. Black Philip. Yeah. Yes, it's a. I like film it. About... I like it when he's like, "Would you like a life of deliciousness?" <laughs> Black Philip, could it, man? Yeah, what a fucker. Is Black Philip and his shenanigans? I think there's like, there's a lot of good modern horror films. Like um, I agree. Um, I loved the Babadook as well. I think fantastic. another fantastic horror film, and this is going to be weird because I actually prefer the sequel to the original. Is the uh, the Conjuring Two? 
I really, really like that movie. I watched The Conjuring 2 on a plane, and I loved that movie. And I was not that into The Conjuring. I thought The Conjuring was fine. Conjuring 2 is a great movie. Like, The Conjuring had some really good moments in it, and I I know I'm I'm thinking this in my head. I'm thinking this should be safe for the Halloween podcast, but we got got a ton of shit ready for that, so it's all good. Um, But yeah, the... The Conjuring one had, like, a specific moment in it that I thought was great. And it's the bit where the little girl is screaming at the corner of her room. Do you remember that bit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's screaming. She's like, oh, my God, there's something there. There's something there. And, like, the the way the camera slowly crawls in, it's like, ooh, it gives me shivers, man. But in The Conjuring 2, apart from the ending, where it's just, like, a CG monster, um, I love the whole nun shit that's going on in it so all that nun shit that was added in after they shot the movie what yep but the nun stuff was my favorite bits yeah and me too it was fucking brilliant but they thought that the movie was too slow and so they inserted this side plot with the nun i thought the whole nun stuff was fucking great um the music you know the that bit? played whenever like she or he wandered into screen it was like Ooh. and you know the bit where it like you don't, I think, you don't know if they're looking at a painting of the nun or the nun. Oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, that's a great movie. It's, it is a really, really great movie. And I, I, I recommend for anybody who's into horror films, go and watch, you know what? Go watch The Conjuring 1 and 2. And yep. then go watch the, the Witch. And another film that I really enjoyed. Now, I don't know if this is the exact title. But maybe you'll remember it if I bring up what happens in it. I think it's called The Possession. The Possession. And in The Possession, it's about a, a family who find... Or I think it's a, like a, a washed-out dad. And he finds a Jewish music box or something like that. Like a Jewish box, right? And when he opens it... A, a traditional Jewish Jewish demon comes out and possesses his daughter, and the ending of that movie has one of the freakiest fucking monster moments in recent cinema history. It's so good. It's I so well shot. The I lighting is amazing. It. Yeah, I'll have hmm. to check that out. Do you, it's can you can't remember really the name. Good. I'm fairly sure it's called The Possession. The the front like the front image has a picture of a girl and she's doing like the was it the how low can you go shit with an invisible branch. Okay, cool. I think yeah. I remember seeing posters of that around. But yeah, it's cool. really good. It's a very very good movie. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. I guess um yeah, I guess that is another really big passion of mine is just horror films. Um, it's definitely been my like my goal in life to find another found footage movie that gave me as much as a fright as the Blair Witch. Oh man, that was such a time and a place thing, though. The the Blair Witch, I understand why people hate it. Oh no, I, I think it's an amazing movie. Like it's, it's incredible for like what it really did at the time. Good. Like Jesus, yeah. I can get why people don't like it though, because it's. It, <laughs> I, I guess it's kind of boring. You know, like I I can see why it would be boring. There's I, not I, I really mean, if like. If you really don't give a shit about cinema and you just want your kind of like <laughs> adrenaline pump every seven minutes, then maybe. But you, you know, people would like argue back and go, oh, you're, you're talking about cinema when all they were doing is holding a handheld camera, you pleb. Yes, like, you cinema. know, people are going to be like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Oh, Jesus. But yeah, like, I, 
I think The Blair Witch is less of a horror and it's more of like a psychological thriller of like how the human psyche can break down in isolation. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, that's, like yeah, I think that's, that's more what The Blair Witch is. And then it like brings in a it kind of trickles bits of horror in. But more than anything, it's a, a like it's an assessment of how human beings would break down if this kind of shit were to happen in a really really realistic way. Did you ever see it's the fake good. documentary they made to go along with it? Uh, no. <laughs> oh my god, it's really good. It's like just is it really? They did they did this like twenty minute fake documentary as if the Blair Witch was a real legend, and there's oh, all wow. these like really creepy illustrations to go along with it. It's fucking. Did cool. they have that in like um the beginning of the film? Like is that kind of I segments think it from it? Aired, it? I saw it on Sky One. Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. I think it was something they just kind of did the rounds on kind of television channels. Oh, sure, sure. But yeah. Did you... Oh, God, here we go. This is this is where I'm going to get... I'm going to get a little bit irate. Um, did you watch the, the remake? Or well, I shouldn't say remake, the the sequel, uh, Blair Never. Witch. I've always wanted Ooh, to. it makes me I'm mad. I'm so curious, but... It is a pile of hot trash. Yeah. It made me so unhappy that it was bad. Because I, I was I was expecting them to to you know go fuck that second movie we made. Let's make this movie really really good, and they fucked it up so badly. Um, number one, they have the Blair Witch in it. Okay, that's not what you do. No, it's not. You you see the Blair Witch twice. How does and... she look? Like, does she look scary? I mean, like, if I saw her in real life, I'd probably shit my pants, but I've seen scarier monsters, you know? I gotta look her up. Like, the, the entire part of the legend is that she was, like, hung up by her arms, right? You know, and, like, on a tree. And she's, like, she just looks like a fucking monster, and she's got really long arms and legs. But, but she, she doesn't look like a witch. Okay, yeah. Like, I guess you could argue that she doesn't have to. But it's still frustrating that they made her look so generic monster. Yeah, that fucking sucks. It's really aggravating, but what can you fucking do? I don't have power over Hollywood. Not yet. One day, one day I will, my friend. <laughs> I'll rise to the top, you'll see. Oh, man. But yeah, I think that's a, that's a good cutting off point for that question. We uh, went quite into detail there. That was a, that was a nice question. Thank you, Tikaya. But yeah, this is a this is a question from G Sang Park four one five, and they say, "Do you have dreams on moving somewhere else, or are you happy where you are?" Um, I I guess by that you mean like, am I happy living in this town or country? I will be completely brutally honest and say that I don't like living in England. Um, I. <laughs> I don't want any politics shit being in the podcast because I think that's for a, that's a time and a place for like elsewhere. But with the bunch of shit that's been happening, it's just like ugh, this this country's annoying. <laughs> things, um, things have been a little rough. Hmm. Was that? Things have been a little rough. Yeah, they have been a little rough. Um, and don't get me wrong, like I know for a fact that if I was to move to another country, I'd just find other problems in other countries to make myself go like ugh. You know, I kind of kind of miss living back in England. So I guess the answer to your question is, I'm gonna stay in England for now, but I want to move towns. I am not happy in the town I'm in at the moment. Uh, number one, I've been living here all my life. 
it's very uh, I know where like everything is and I'm bored here I want to move to Canterbury that's where I want to go I want to move to Canterbury that's like that's been the goal for the last year I'd say so who knows maybe maybe it will happen in the next year or so but I'm sure I'll, I'll keep you all updated on Twitter but yeah how about you I bet um, I really wanted to leave Ireland when I was younger, and um, like, but I think I've kind of like I've 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 done a fair bit of traveling in my days. Like I've been kind of like all over the place, and I really love visiting new places, and that has made me less picky about where I live. And like right now, like um, I live in a decent area. I have an okay apartment, and like I live with my girlfriend, and we're pretty happy with the arrangements. Yeah, and so sweet. I don't think I'd be like. I wouldn't be too enthusiastic to move anywhere else as long as I can visit other places. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. And also, yeah, I'm kind of, like, in a little hole where the, like, I have a bunch of friends in the area, like, the Let's Fight a Boss cast. One of them lives beside me. The other one lives, oh, like, a two-minute walk away. And so it just, it works yeah. out really well for podcasts and stuff. So I think, I think I'm good where I am. Yeah, that's totally fair. Totally fair. Um, so I guess the, the answer to your question is um, maybe... <laughs> uh, d depends really um, okay this next question is from Million Stabs and they ask what is the first game you can remember playing Poor. my mm. uncle used to fix old arcade cabinets oh, um, man. and it was magical because like you'd just go in he, like, he had like a big massive like kind of nearly like a kind of small warehouse of a garage and you just go in and he'd have all these like you know street fighter 2 and like final fight and stuff i think oh, yeah, that's so cool it was so cool i think bubble bobble was the first one i ever played and mm -hmm. that was that's like a little game about two dinosaurs who like trap their enemies in bubbles and it's, it's mm -hmm. fucking awesome they they had a little um they have a little app of that on um online i think uh, not like online but there's an app called line and it's on there. Um, they have a bunch of other really good stuff on there, actually. Um, Line Runner is something I'm quite addicted to. Yeah. I'm going off topic, though. I'm going off topic. That's all right. Um, that's, what, that's what podcasts are all about. That is true. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it's all about tangents. Um, but I guess the first game I remember playing, <laughs> it, was, it was Crash Bash. That was the very first video game I ever played. But... God, I'm so much older <laughs> than you. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little boy. I say age 24. Um, but yeah, actually, no, no, I mean, I take that back. I think that was the first game I owned. The first game I owned was Crash Bash. Um, because my parents saw me really enjoying Crash Bandicoot uh, at a PC World kind of demo place. And I was getting really into that. Um, so they bought me Crash Bash because they thought it was the same thing. And it was just a party game. But I had so much fun on that, you wouldn't believe. Um, but I think the first game I ever played was the Sega Genesis Aladdin. Oh, really? And wow. that's, yes. that's a good game. Um, there are actually home videos. <clears throat> it is, yeah. There are home videos of me and my brother taking turns to play it together. And I'm singing a really weird song that I won't replicate here because it's embarrassing. Do you, do you ever think our parents but think back you, to like, you, when they let us like play old games and let us like watch anime? And just think now what a huge mistake it was. Uh, when my mum saw me wearing my Naruto headband to school, I'm sure she <laughs> must have thought that. <laughs> I've made a mistake. I have literally created a mistake. This was a bad This child idea. was wrong. 
put him down. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Um, I like this next question. Uh, I apologize if I slaughter your name. Uh, Tamaus Gao says, what was your inspiration slash reason to get into making videos? Um, I guess my inspiration was, I think it was JonTron. Oh man, really? JonTron was like, yeah, yeah, um... He was one who really wanted, like, the kind of that style of stuff anyway, like comedic game videos. Like, I really loved that. I loved yeah, the Yeah, there was a it. total magic um, to that guy's early work, like, definitely. Like, without yes, saying anything about kind of... I agree. You know, how his channels are evolved or, like, how he's kind of been as a person. His, his early stuff was mm. fucking magical. Oh, absolutely. There's no denying that. Um, and I guess... I don't know. This is kind of a difficult question. My my reason to to make videos was to get myself out of a very sad rut, I guess. It it was something to do and I was having fun doing it. Um it would take my mind off having nothing to do day in day out. And this was back in god, it must have been in 2012. This was quite a while ago. And this was back when I was making my my hot trash early content, which I've now made unlisted. And a lot of people do genuinely seem to like that older content because they still ask me, like, why did you make it unlisted? And it's like, because I watched it and it was rubbish. Yep. yep. <laughs> yep. Um, so I, I did say I'd make a separate channel for those videos, but I think, like, I don't know. Unless there's a huge, like, outcry for it, I don't think I will. Yeah, I just leave my old videos um, up just to remind me of what once was. Exactly. Yeah, like, I do go back and watch it sometimes, and it's like, oh my god, I was because I still. I guess this is a good, a good time to bring it up. Um, I think my videos kind of pre my near analysis. I was trying so hard to be funny, and it shows. Um, I find my earlier content painful to watch. I tried too hard to make it funny. I tried too hard to make the edits funny. Um, I try. I actually forcefully try and write jokes into the script, and it. The uh, I'm so ashamed of my Dragon Guard. Oh uh, man! Video. I, okay, fair I know enough. a lot of people I love seem that to like video, that, and I love that series as well. Like I, I, I appreciate it. I do. I really do appreciate it. But personally, like personally, when I watch it, I'm just like. Oh, I wish I didn't do that. I wish I didn't do this. You know, like, but I guess it's the same, like, for you as well. Like, I'm, I'm sure there are some videos well, you don't like, but I watch it and I'm like, well, yeah, my that's fucking like, great. my first video and, like, the one I'm most embarrassed for is the Hunter x Hunter one. <laughs> the one you made because you wanted to. Yeah, prove and I did. Wrong. And where is he now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great. But, um, I think. God bless oh, him. God I love bless Willie. Like, like, dropping kayfabe. I fucking love Oli. He's a lovely, lovely man. Um, Speaking with him on the podcast, he was a genuinely and like, lovely what person. a professional. Like Jesus Christ, he's he is he is a oh my god, podcaster down to the core. Uh, and he is gonna vomit in his mouth when he hears my attempt at a first. <laughs> oh God, he's not gonna listen. If to he this, even he? listens to it, so you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, I think that's but that's yeah, a really like, common geez. thing, though. What you were saying about like a lot of people starting YouTube channels, like to kind of get them out of a rut. Like it was, it was very similar with me too. Like um, 
without going into things too much, like uh, I had a bit of a tough time before you don't like, have I to, started yeah. uh, YouTube. Like I, I had lost a job that I really, really loved and all this kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, it, oh, it was no. okay. I mean, like it's the, kind of the best thing that ever happened to me now. But um, I kind of, mm. I, I ended up That's getting like, really anxious, like uh, just kind of like having like kind of like panic attacks and stuff like that. And like having the YouTube stuff to put my energy into like that really helped me a lot. And like eventually mm. just completely got me out of the rut I was in and ended up being like a, you know, my current job. And I don't know how much, how, for how long I'll be doing it, but I really like doing it. Yeah, for now it's doing very well for you. So congratulations, honestly, because I, I, I <laughs> this I'm absolutely not brown nosing you just because you're on the podcast, but I, I will say with complete sincerity that you are one of my favorite anime YouTubers. I think your uh, your channel is on you. point, and I, I actually fall asleep to your Hunter X Hunter video sometimes. Because it's so fucking good. It's like the most perfect, and this is meant as a compliment. It's like perfect background. Yeah, noise. I know. Like a lot of people, kind of use the channel to like chill out, and I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, you you have a, a, a let's just say you have a good voice. It's very relaxing. It's very peaceful. It's not yeah. shrill. You know, you you just talk about shows that I kind of have an interest in. It's like, yeah, I, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, like um, and I, I like to I like to be on the lower end of things a little bit. You know. I guess, like, way? a lot of anime, especially anime YouTube, is very, like, what's up, guys? Today we're going to be talking about, you know. I I love the fact that, um, and uh, this is another anime YouTuber I have a lot of respect for. I love the fact that Best Guy Ever almost parodies that. <laughs> like, that's his gimmick. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's so over the top that it's, like, yeah, this is yeah. this is kind of fun. But, like, <laughs> I feel like he has a kind of command over it as well. Like, he knows what he's doing. I feel like... There are a lot of channels where it's like, uh, it's kind of the defaults, and they're just doing it because they maybe don't know what else to do. And it's with those guys yeah. I'd like to be like, bring it down a notch, friend. Like, you're saying good stuff here. <laughs> exactly. You, you aren't suited for that yeah. kind of shit. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, God bless. Um, But yeah, as far as like inspirations for you becoming a YouTuber, was there, or I should say, is there any, like, YouTuber that inspires your way of editing or the way you work? Um, in terms of editing, not really. Um, I get really frustrated with the way people edit on YouTube sometimes, just because I'm like, there's a lot of sloppy editing that I think happens, and I think people take it, like, people think that editing is kind of like something you do after the video is made, if that makes mm. sense. No, and I know I what think, you mean. I think you can say, like, a lot, a lot with editing. In terms of, like, content and style, though, um, a lot of video game channels, to be honest with you. Like, really? um Oh, t like, like uh, it's a weird one, but, like, I, I talked about this in the face reveal video, but um, a big one was Giant Bomb for me. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, been following them for years, <clears throat> just a really chilled, genuine group of guys, and I always try and, like, whenever I'm thinking of stuff with the channel, I always try and think about, like, how would they treat it and that usually leads to answers and stuff mm. but um in terms of edit like uh like there's a lot like stop skeletons from fighting i think he's incredible he's really really good uh, and yeah, the best yeah. friends there's a lot of them um, oh, and like sure. so many from over the years like uh, I, I was watch watching your friends um hyperbit hero for a long time as well and thought he was great oh yeah yeah 
and then like you know then digibro obviously because he kind of mm. invented the uh, he, he was like the first to be on the anime youtube scene but That's then like true. there's there's a lot of people then as well where like i would get a lot of more contemporary influence from too like your stuff and seeing how loose you are with the editing and i mean that in a really good way <laughs> but like the way you'll yeah. just like you know cut into a shot and just fucking throw text on it and it's really like punchy and impactful i think that's really fun and then oh, um thank you i don't know if you know him or, but do you know h bomber guy at all i know h bomber guy yeah i've seen a few of his videos and let's just say i agree and disagree with with them <laughs> i think that's kind of what i like about him though he's a very like confrontational youtuber and like he yeah. puts out like <laughs> like his defense of dark souls 2 video like Ooh. I disagree with that video so much, but I love so that much. video. You know, like, it's, I think it's... it's fun to watch because how can I put it? His content is on like the perfect fringe for me. Like sometimes I love, and this is meant in like the sweetest, non-shadiest way ever. Sometimes I like watching his content because it's genuinely good and entertaining and fun. And sometimes I like watching it because I'm like, I disagree with this so hard. It's almost like watching a B movie. Yeah, you I know, where so. I'm like, these these opinions are so bad, I'm laughing right now, you know, like, woohoo, mama. It's, uh, it's interesting, it's interesting, but, um, yeah, geez, I, I kind of, I didn't really go into much detail about other YouTubers who, who inspire me, um, and I guess I can list off a, a few of them. So, first of all is YMS. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I think he is so good at what he does and his editing and the way like he's so deadpan about it as well and i think that deadpan comedy really hits a like a, a good note with me um and <laughs> in my dino crisis video i really wish i didn't do this but i pretty much i pretty much took like an edit from his videos that he always does with that little kind of like smug looking emoji and i took that and i put it in my dino crisis video and i was like in my head, I was like, it's just an emoji, you know, so I'll put it in there. And I rewatched it back and I'm like, oh my god, why didn't I do this differently? It's, it's literally like I've just stolen a joke, you know, and I felt I, I've so totally bad that. about that. No, mm -hmm. every, like, I think everyone does that. Like, everyone at some point is like, I'm going to steal this bit and it's going to be like a reference. And like, it's weird at so. the time because you don't really think about it. But then I think when you watch it back later, you're like, fuck, what was I doing, you know? Yeah, like I know I've done stuff like that. I can't think any off the top of my head, but I'm sure if you, you know, crawl through my videos, they exist. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, other other YouTubers. I'm just trying to like. It's hard to think of them on the spot. It sure is. Yeah. Um. Oh, Red Letter Media. Jesus Christ, Red Letter Media. Do you do you watch those guys? Um, I'm kind of on and off them. I have never been into them as much as other people, but I... that is okay. But they do, like, they have done some stuff. I like, I mean, the old school Star Wars reviews are fucking incredible. Absolutely. Um, and again, this is another thing. In my older videos, um, I wanted to set up Klimps as a bit of like a deadbeat alcoholic guy because of Mike and Jay. There because that's like, that's their shtick, you know, they're always alcoholic and blah, blah, blah. So in my Dino Crisis video, I'm talking to the little sock puppet Onei-chan with like a beer in my hand and I'm, I'm drinking it and chugging it. And I wanted that to almost be like a thing. And then after a few more videos, I was like, eh, you know, I, I, maybe I should just create my own thing instead of trying to like borrow. And I think I've got, I think I've got my formula down pretty well now that I don't have to like 
like borrow ideas from people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's always re a really difficult thing for people, is starting off YouTube and being completely fucking original. Uh, well, I think, like, the important part is, like, you don't steal people's ideas wholesale. Like, I think if mm -hmm. when starting off you want to take, like, a bit from this and a bit from this and a bit from this and use that all to make your own point, I mean, like, you know, that's that's fine. I mean, like, a couple of months after I was on YouTube, I started knowing that the amount of videos titled Why You Should Watch fucking skyrocketed, you know? But, I <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah. like, I'm not going to get pissed off about that because it's probably just people starting their channel. They probably just need a leg in and, like... I don't own those fucking words, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, but, yeah, geez, other than Red Letter Media, YMS, JonTron, I guess, uh, and this is going to sound like the most cheesiest thing, but I guess my friends really inspire me and in what I do. It's, <laughs> it's kind of it's true, because in a way, it's like a... And this isn't a way where I'm like, I'm like, you know, oh, like, so-and-so is going to upload a video, I have to outdo them. But it's like a friendly, unspoken rivalry between, like, friends, you know? Because I, I see yeah, I somebody upload something, and I'm like, that video was really, really good. It had really good beats, it was really on point, I'm going to make a video that is, I'll try and make a video that's even better than that, you know? Yeah, totally. and without like kind of like, and if I make it, and it's just like you know, we know I, because I've never ever made a video where I'm like it's better than the other person. I've always been like, well, I tried, <laughs> you know, like I, I I try, but this is the best I could do. And um, nothing nothing motivates me more than someone putting out a video that I think is just flat out better than anything I've done. Absolutely, like, fuck, it's it's so true. Mm -hmm. Um, and I I kind of like that as well because it's like, wow, this is this person is really talented, like. You know, I I want to try and do just as good as them. Yeah, and it's always but then it's the weird. It's a really good drive. You have to try and do it in your own way as well, because copying their techniques will never result in a better video. Absolutely. So. Um, and speaking of my friends, I have to do a big shout out to one of my um, lesser known YouTube buddies who has been in a few of my videos in the past, um, and he is Perils of Pokey, and his videos are some of the best I have ever seen on YouTube and he only has 2,000 subscribers. Yeah, he's very good. I think Final Fantasy 13 video. Yes. Yeah, yes. that was quality. It breaks my heart that he has so little subscribers. Admittedly, he doesn't upload as much as I, I think he should, but at the same time, um, you know, for all I know, real-life problems could be getting in the way, which is an absolutely acceptable reason, you know, or just the, you know... That, that kind of magic might not be there at the moment, which is fine, you know, it's happened to me. Um, but I think Pokey is one of the most talented content creators on YouTube. And if you're listening to this, buddy boy, make more videos because we love you. Me especially. I want to kiss you, my friend. But yes, um, I think, and funnily enough, I actually think Pokey is one huge inspiration for my channel as well. And I really want to help him get a bit more a bit more kind of coverage so if, if if you're listening if you got this far go type in perils of pokey and go subscribe to that motherfucker go watch his final fantasy 13 videos his vagrant story videos all of that good shit they're amazing really top-notch stuff and my god is he a talented boy yeah but a yeah lot of work. yeah i guess uh moving swiftly on to the next question which is um quite a, a quick one for me 
which is by Plunder Bunny Man, and he asks, any plans to cover Lagaya 2, which is the sequel to Legend of Lagaya? Yes. Um, when that will be, I don't know. I have a few more videos that I want to do before that. But I want to try and do it before 2018 is up. Um, and I know there's going to be a small, a small like amount of you who are going to be going, where's Dino Crisis 2? All I'll say about Dino Crisis 2 is that there is a script for it. And I don't like it, so I'm constantly trying to rewrite, rewrite it. That Dino Crisis 2 video is like the bane of my life right now. And when it's out, it will be like popping a zit. How many, how many times would you say you rewrite a script before you're happy? Or do you think, or is there many that just kind of work? <sighs> I wouldn't say I rewrite my scripts. I say... I'll say I take segments out and I'll rewrite them so that I like them better. Yeah. But all of my scripts so far have been like... How can I put it? I haven't really had to re-edit them much. I tend to be quite happy with them after they're done. Um, or I should say, I, I like to hear how they sound when I record it. Right, when I record mm. it, sorry. Because um, it sounds much better than it is on paper for some reason. So yeah, um, basically the quick answer to that question is yes, I would love to cover Lagaya 2 um, in due time. And this is a, a really good question, which is for both of us. And it's from Megumi Goats, who asks, which Berserk arc is the best one, and which Guts fight is the best one? Oh, I mean, I, I kind of have to say the Golden Age, I think. I just feel like there's so much in it, and the rest of Berserk builds off the Golden Age so well. I'm going to have to agree. <laughs> yeah, like, and I, I, I don't even think the other arcs are worse. No, I just no, feel no. like so much happens in the Golden Age that, like, the ramifications are still being felt. And, like, the way the story plays out between Casca and Guts and Griffith, like, it's just, it's fucking perfect. It's magical in the worst way possible, and I don't mean that as far as being bad content. I mean... It's magical in just the most soul-tearing way. It's a bad and time. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's As amazing. somebody who loves bad time things, like fucking Drakengard and all that shit, Berserk is like hot crack for me. It's wonderful. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but yeah, I think... Because I've been rereading Berserk lately, because uh, I finally started to collect the manga. I've read all of it online... And I've never once bought the manga, so I recently bought the first six volumes. And today, a little bit of money came in, so I bought another cup, another couple of issues, um, as well as a manga which I want to bring up after this que uh, question, which I I want to talk about for a bit. Um, I really like the very first arc where Guts is just like tracking down the bailet. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, it's really, really good. good. It's a really solid opening to like Berserk as a whole. Because reading it again, it's just like, man, the bailer is creepy as hell. Like now that you know what it does, because when you first start reading it, you're like, ooh, what is this thing? What does it do? And you don't understand why Guts has such contempt for it. And then you know you you start to realize that this this little thing is is not so good. Shit's bad. It's brilliant, and the very first time, I feel like um, I feel like he got much better um, at drawing guts angry later on because um, like when I was first reading it, when he first sees Griffith, guts is he, he looks pretty angry, but he's not like 
He's like he's going berserk, you would say. As ah, oh, hey, yeah, no. oh, uh, wordplay, everybody. Edit that one out. Yeah, please do. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I feel like he got much better at um, portraying like how guts feels later on, especially during the um, the kind of golden age sacrifice part, which is totally ch- yeah. When he sees what's happening to Casca, that frame of him is so good. Yeah, it's exceptional. It's a work of art. I would love to get like the original for that and just put it on my wall and love it forever. It's I Berserk is such an interesting series to me. It has like such a strong hold over me. It's uh, it's difficult to explain. It's just <sighs> because I got into Drakengard before I got into Berserk, and after I read Berserk, I was like, "Oh my god." This is just Drakengard. Like, Yoko, Ta- Yoko Taro <laughs> yeah. took so much shit from this series. I was like, oh my god, holy there shit. There was a bunch of times during Nier where I was like, wait a minute. Yep, there's so much liberties taken from Berserk. And the fact that Berserk is like almost the... It's the inspiration towards some of the most important games of my life. Is, is kind of... It's it's a strange feeling, and I think that's why that's why Berserk and Guts and all of this all of this stuff is just um, it has a hold on me, and I, I think I'm gonna be very sad if the author passes away before it's finished. Ah, oh, he'll he'll be all right. He's a he's a tough guy. Oh, it's on hiatus again. Yeah, we got a few brief chapters there, and now it's gone. I know. Just as just as soon as stuff was starting to get good again. I think the fight part of this question is kind of interesting because for me, it's actually, I actually have a lot of trouble picking out like individual fights from Berserk because I feel mm-hmm. like, like it's really not like a battle manga, you know? It's not, no, but there are fights which kind of connect story elements, really. Um, as far as like one of the best fights go, um, that is just a fight, I'd say it's the, um, the 100 man thing. That's fantastic, yeah. That is really good, and it's very memorable, because it's pretty much like, it's not a non-stop fight, but it's like, holy shit, Guts is borderline unstoppable. Yeah. It's, um, um, it's beautiful. I love I'm it. I'm a big fan of the Mosgus fight as well, the priest. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, I think even less so for the fight, and more just the way like the story builds into it, and you're just like, this guy is such a piece of shit, and I want mm-hmm. Guts to fuck him up so much. It's uh, it's beautiful whenever he does. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I really like the the troll ogre fight from you know in the village where it's like it's like Serpico Serpico and Guts and everyone for just fighting all the trolls. I I have a love hate relationship with that arc. Um, yeah. 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 And like I, I I guess I'm gonna have to slap the content warning thing here for any of you you sensitive little buggers. But um, I I have an issue with uh, and here's the thing I'm going just to to bring up I I'm okay with rape in media if it's done well. However, I think it was during that time when I I think he was using it a bit too much to the point where it's like how can I shock everyone? Yeah, I you think know? I know the exact bit where you're talking about where it's just I like, it's, I, it's like nowhere. is that really yeah yeah so like, is that really necessary? 
like seeing a bunch of of people being raped by trolls it's like do, do we need that do we really need it you know and it's like i think i think um rape in media can be extremely powerful if done right and well, i think it, that entire yeah. yeah i think that entire arc like 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 casca right that is yeah. a really good example of it but the troll arc it's just like eh you know that's why i have yeah, a lovely no, relationship with it yeah no i get it it's it's like a bit it's a bit like fuck what do i do to up the stakes of this and exactly it's not really given like the i guess the grounding that the subject matter would require yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's it's it was a bit frustrating for me it was a good arc but those bits i was like mm. Mm. you know it's not it's not like i'm like oh this is disgusting it's more like ah oh, come on you know you could have no, used I it get better. you i get you yeah yeah um but yeah i think as far as like another fight goes i really love it when um the uh, i forget exactly what his name was because it's been a while since i've read up to that bit the part when the world tree is born but the fight beforehand where you see like the world tree like walking around oh my god yeah yeah that is a really good bit yeah it's so fantastic because you get to see griffith again and it's it's almost like how can i put it you, you, seeing Griffith in that fight, and I know this is probably his intention, part of me is almost like, like, I don't feel as angry towards him. You know, and I think that's almost like his intention. I feel like it's almost his intention during that yeah, entire he's, thing. Yeah, he's definitely like muddying the waters there. I'm like, especially when you look at like the effect mm. Griffith is having on the world overall. But then you're like, wait, this guy's a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. He's done some terrible shit. There's got to be something else here. And, you know, sure enough, I'm... Looks like there is. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, I guess um, I guess it's the same answer for both of us. Uh, golden Age. Mm, totally. Golden Age through and through. It is. I'm, I'm reading through it again right now as my volumes are arriving. It is really good. And it has some of the best Griffith reaction faces. That's a thing um, that Miura... I never really learned how to pronounce his name, but Miura is it's like... Okay. Uh, he was like, yeah, I pretty much just made it up as I was going along. Really? Yep. He had no overarching plan with the Golden Age. He was like, fuck it, let's do a flashback. I'm going to stay with this for Jeez. a while. I mean, it turned out well. <laughs> it sure did. So God bless him for doing that. Um, but yeah, I think Griffith during that entire arc, all of the faces he pulls, like that one where that, that creep, that like little bald-headed creep is like whispering into the... Um, I forget, is he like a duke or a general? Speaking into like the commander or lieutenant or whatever, he's like, you know, yes, we must, the only way to get rid of Griffith is to kill him. And it's like, ah. And then um, he's talking to Griffith again, like he's got the upper hand. And he's like, mm, I just, the arrow was poisoned. And Griffith's like, oh, so it is, you know. And it's like, I guess only certain people can go into his chambers at night. And then like, the Griffith's like, yeah, funny that, isn't it? And then like, he turns around and Griffith's face is is like it looks like a combination of a hawk and a bealet and i don't think that's intentional but it looks like that that's really cool yeah it's really cool i love it so much and i feel i i do feel sorry for people who are listening who don't have any idea about berserk oh god what we're talking about um so i apologize everybody if you haven't read berserk then what's the matter with you just just read it online like you know you by all means buy the manga but just do yourself a favor read berserk it's a fantastic time 
it really is. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, I guess moving on to the... Actually, no, no, no. I wanted to bring up something before this. I wanted to bring up um, a, a manga that I bought that I read, and we were talking about it before the podcast. And I think talking about um, about manga in general is a, kind of a good a good segue. Um, I bought a manga. Now, I'm going to have to bring up the name again. It's called My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness. Such a good it title. It is. It's such a good title. I'd say it's probably one of the best manga I've read in uh, a fair amount of time. And it's it's interesting because it's... <laughs> It's simple in a way, but it packs a punch because it's an autobiography, and that's why I like it so much, because it's drawn by a female mangaka and everything, uh, but it's entirely based on real-life experiences, and I absolutely love how real and how painful and how soul-crushing it is. I haven't and read I have it to... yet, but um, I was on holidays with two friends who were both reading it simultaneously, and they just fucking loved it. It is a really, really solid manga. Um, and again, that's another one that I think, if you're listening to this, I highly recommend you reading. Um, so that name again is My Lesbian Experience of Loneliness. Um, because it, at some points it reads just like a traditional manga. Um, I guess it would kind of have to, but... It's it's all done in like third person, and there's there's one bit which is which is great, and it's kind of like the um the big build up, but you know it happens because it's on the front cover, so don't freak out about spoilers, folks. Um, there's an absolutely fantastic bit where where she essentially hires a female prostitute, and the realness of it is so well done. Because, you, you know, like, in, in a traditional, like, Yuri manga, you know, she'd hire it, and they'd have, a, they'd have a great time. It might be a little bit awkward, but, you know, they'd flick each other's beans and just have a great old giggle. Not in this one. No, no, no. In this one, they, they go to a love hotel, and our, our heroine is as stiff as a board. She's anxious. She's nervous. Actually, no, I wouldn't say she's anxious. I'd say she's, she's thinking, is this it? You know, is this, like, what everybody's talking about? Like, it's so fucking real. Because it's, it's her, sounds, like, first time as well. That sounds so good. Um, it's I her, like, first ever time. And mm. he was fucking just amped to go to, I think it was Amsterdam. And he was like, mm. yeah, I'm going to, like, he was completely brazen about it. He was like, yeah, I'm going to go get prostitutes. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> and I was like, Sweet. oh, okay, okay, dude. <laughs> have, a, have a blast. And then, like, eventually, like, he came back and he was so fucking, like, it was weird, like, no. <laughs> you know. And back of the this name? manga sounds exactly like his experience with that. It's really, really good. And, like, again, it's really sweet as well, because the female prostitute is a genuinely nice person. She's like, you know, oh, it's okay, you know, we, we've all had those times. Um, just, just, just relax, and I'll see if, uh, I'll see if we can do anything. And then she's like, she even, she's like, do you want me to stop? And she's like, yeah, we should probably stop. But, oh, but you know, but, but beforehand, they like, that you know, they go out for like, for a drink and everything like that. They're linking arms like girlfriends and everything like that. And it's, it's so fucking real. <laughs> and it's so wonderful. And it is sad because this poor fucking woman 
And it's also very, very heartwarming at the same time because you're you're learning about her life before she she made it as a manga artist. Well, wow, and shit. hmm, I just said, wow, holy shit! Yeah, exactly. And you're learning about the fact that she has like a bald spot on her head. She's like completely candid about it. She's like, I'm self conscious about this. Some like this bald spot I have on my head. I'm self conscious about the fact that I have self harm scars all up my arm mm. and all of this shit. And you know, she was like a shut in for ages and she was like applying for a ton of jobs. And like her parents, when she told her parents, like, I want to be a manga artist, they were like, Why don't you go for a real job instead? And every time it would like hit her a bit because it's like, Isn't that a you know, <laughs> isn't that a real job? And and I think the sweetest part about it, and I, I don't, I feel bad because I feel like I'm giving most of it away. But again, that what I'm saying is such an, I am underselling it so badly. You need to read it. Um, it's very sweet when she goes for one of her final job interviews, and the job interviewer asks her, "What do you want to do? Like outside of this job, you know, what what is your passion?" And she goes, "Well, I I really like drawing manga." And the guy stops her and is like. I'm, I think it's pretty much like, I'm not going to give you the job because you seem so passionate about manga. It was the first time in the interview I saw you smile. So I want you to go out there and become a manga artist. And apparently she broke down into tears and was crying. And like the guy was just like, it's okay. You know, it's fine. Blah, blah, blah. Wow, holy and shit. That sounds, he, that sounds fantastic. That sounds really I know. Cool. And then like to, 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 piece it all together when she leaves the guy actually comes out of the place opens the door and goes i really meant it by the way good luck <laughs> and it's just like ah, oh, there are people like this because it's real <laughs> it's an autobiography it's like ah, oh, it fills me with hope <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah I i'll for sure check that out that sounds really great i i'm gonna send you the goddamn link my friend because it is it's so wonderful, and it's it's it was an absolute joy to read. Um, so yeah, that that's my bit of bit of <laughs> I guess splurging out of the way, um, and now we can move on to the to the the final question, which is from cute little angel, and she asks, "What other kinds of content do you hope to one day make or take part in?" I'm curious for your answer on this, Clems. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. I <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> I apologize. Um, let's see. I would like to make anime content one day. However, I am... <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I'm scared of the anime community. Why? It's, it seems very... Ooh, passionate. <laughs> like, so passionate, and it's... So so heated most of the time in, in some of the videos I watch. And it's like, I do not want to get anything wrong in these anime videos. G Jesus, like, I think, I don't know. I like, think with that, like, you just have to accept that you're going to get things wrong and that I, uh, people yeah. will get annoyed and that it doesn't matter that much because if you, you know, if you try to fact check your video from every angle possible, like if you try and fact check a 20 minute video, if you try and like make sure that everything adds up to 100%, you'd never put videos out, you know? Yeah, that's and, like, true. That's you know, true. that's coming from someone who really, really tries to not make mistakes, but they, <laughs> they just get in there. Like it's, yeah, it's, but yeah, I, I think 
One thing I've always said is that worrying that people are going to say mean things about you on the internet is literally the worst reason not to do anything. <laughs> I, I guess so. Yeah, you got a point. I because I want to do something on Madoka Magica. Yeah. Um, I really like that show, but um, I feel like. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't have enough like knowledge about it at the moment. I just really enjoy the show, but I haven't like rewatched it again and really like dug deep into it. Like, you know, I, I watched the show three times, and every single time I was just like, "This show's really good. I want to make a video on it." And like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I need to actually know for sure what the fuck I'm talking about before I actually do. So that's why I haven't really gone ahead with this anime stuff, because not only will it take time out of my schedule to watch this show for research, um, you know, I'd probably have to watch it in my downtime. Uh, it's... I feel like whatever's been said about Madoka Magica has been said before. But what, I, what I'm thinking about doing is I want to... Because Yoko Taro was heavily influenced by Madoka Magica with Dragon Guard 3. Yeah, and I it shows. So I want to do kind of like a Madoka Magica crossover Yoko Taro, like the inspiration for Drakengard Free. That'd be really interesting. Yeah, I feel like that'd be like a good way for me to get into it, but it's gonna require a lot of planning. Um, because you know it'll be. I guess it'll be. It, it'll it'll be fun, but I just need you know, need some time. Yeah. Um. Other than that. That's pretty much it. Kind of anime reviews. Um, and as far as what I would like to take part in, I'd love to do more collabs with friends. Um, specifically, I'd actually love to do a collab with you one day. <laughs> um, I think I've said to you before that I have a, a Google Doc list of, of videos. If you just pick one out of a hat, my friend, I'd be more than happy with doing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like... I think there's very few people I probably would do a collab with, but I think I would be pretty happy to do something. Now, that is by no means a promise to anyone listening to this. But... Did you hear that, everybody? No, do a no. Collab. Yeah. Edit that out. Edit that out right fucking now. <laughs> no, my friend. It's staying in. Um, but yeah, that's something... Like, I mean, collabs <laughs> is something that like I've never really done much of. The closest mm. I did is I worked with a great guy called Carl Catron on my Cowboy Bebop video. He did all the music for it, which was incredible. It's, like, stressful working with someone because it's an element you can't control, but Absolutely. it is very rewarding when it comes together. Um, yes. Yes. And actually, I'm looking to do... I'm looking to do the style of content I do, but I want to just explore more fields. Like, I'd like to do more on, like, TV, film, like, you know... Uh, games as well like there's I, I play so much games it just seems like a kind of shame not to talk about them and I'd actually be reluctant to get into the to get into games for the same reason you'd be reluctant to get into anime like I kind of mm. worry like shit is that a landscape I really understand you know I wouldn't say so and in a way I think I'm almost talking to myself as well <laughs> um because the same could be said for me as well is that I think your style of video making would perfectly suit that kind of video game analytical content. Yeah. I would absolutely love to see what you do as far as video game content would go. Yeah, like, I think, um, you know, two games I've really, really been kind of 
enjoying this year like one is yakuza zero i'd love to do a video on that because i oh, think that'd be awesome a fascinating game and then like i just feel like my experience with yakuza or with yak with the near automata as well has been really kind of good because i feel like i just beat the a ending from near and i'm 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 pretty underwhelmed but i, I also I'm, know that, is, that yeah. there's so much shit to come in that game that i think it's just it would be interesting to talk about it from like how I felt at the end of ending A and how I felt at the end of ending E or something like that. But um, yeah, yeah, keep an eye out. I will. I'll be thinking about that stuff. All I'll say is, is that when I got to ending A, I was underwhelmed. Yeah, and that's coming from a big Yoko Taro fan. It was an underwhelming ending, but it's kind of meant to be. That's you see, that's the kind of thing. Like I do feel underwhelmed, but I also feel like. I am playing right into uh, Taro's game, you know. It, but the thing is, is that is Square Enix even give you a, a warning. They're like, by the way, everybody, don't stop playing. There's still tons more of it to go. But then these these fucking quote unquote journalists are going, this game is stinky. I I finished the first ending, and it was so short. Zero out of five. It's like, are you are you, are you blind? In has, the has eyes, there, has there you, been that negative reaction to it? Yes, there. Well, there was one reviewer in particular that I'm thinking of, and I'm sure a few people listening probably know because at the time, let's just say it was ridiculed a little bit, because he was basically going like, "Oh, as the game is so short, I I played up to ending A, and uh and then like people are going, you realize there's like seventy percent more game left, right? And and he his argument was basically, if I didn't like it now, I won't like it later. And it's like that is. That is like, not you know, something a reviewer you know, should be sense, saying. In a sense, I get it, but also it's a Yoko Taro game. Uh, yeah, and I guess Yoko Taro has always been a bit niche, so people aren't really used to his um his style of work. But yeah, but now he's becoming a big boy. He's branching out. Yeah, and I think Near Automata has been super successful. It has been very, very good for him, and I'm so happy for him. Yeah, I. <laughs> It's funny because, like, I know he's so much older than me, but I feel like I feel like my my son getting his graduation, you know, after <laughs> after skipping school for so many years, he's there with his little Emil mask and his his graduation cap on top of it. Yeah, it's it's fucking cool to see. Like, what a like we won't turn it into the Yoko Taro cast, but what mm-hmm. a goddamn great creator! And like, I just really respect how he goes about the stuff he does, and even like the way whenever you see his talks or anything, he just seems like such a nice guy. He seems genuinely interesting to talk to, and I, I'm I'm kind of like on the mindset of I, I kind of want to keep it that I, I've never spoken to him before because I want to keep this illusion in my head, like nice and pristine, you know, like Yoko Taro is a nice person, like I don't know, I, I feel like he probably wouldn't be a because a dickhead because he he invited that one really enthusiastic um, German fan, I think it was, to to come and have a chat, and it's like oh. That's really, really sweet. Bless. Um, but yeah, I I actually guess it, I have a little bit, because we're running on an hour and a half right now, even though by the time it's edited down, it will probably be about an hour. But um, Yeah, cut all that shit out. Yeah, exactly. Cut, cut out half the <laughs> podcast. It's all trash. <laughs> but yeah, um, I had a question which was like, what would you like um, the next Yoko Taro game to be? And I can easily answer this. I just love it to be Dragon Guard Four with Platinum, because I had a dream, I Patch Wolf, my friend. I had an actual dream about what Dragon Guard Four would be, 
and I woke up and I was so disappointed it wasn't real. Sounds like Drakengard 4 was within you the whole time. Oh, I want to make it real because the main character was so cute. Um, it was I, wonderful. I, I'd, I'd love to see Drakengard 4 as well. Like, I don't have the experience with Drakengard. You have my experiences with them is like watching your videos on them. And that was great. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's that's kind of how I like it. I think at some point I no, really want to play 3 just because it seems like such a weird thing. If you, you can't see my face right now, but I grimaced when you said that. <laughs> I know, I know. Everyone's like, it's such a mess of a game, but Zero's design is so fucking cool. And It's really on point. All of the character designs in that are really, like, spot on. Um, I say that, but I did have a big problem with the fact that they all look like magical girls in this very medieval society, like, very anime. Yeah. But, eh, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I want to go back onto my Drakengard dream, my dude. I want to... I want to tell you what it was, so, you know, have you got your glass of warm milk ready? Sure, hit me. Have you got your little sleeping cap on? It's, I, I don't leave the house, so I just have it on all the time. <laughs> Sweet, dude. Yep. Okay, so my Drakengard dream was about a cute, a cute brown girl who was a belly dancer. And she had really nice, like, like um, kind of... Almost like a baby blue kind of um, belly dancing outfit on with a face mask that kind of covered her mouth. Um, so that very kind of nice, like, you know, uh, belly dancing motif. Um, and her dragon was this really sleek, like, jade green dragon. It, it almost looked like a, like a battleship. But you could still tell it was like a like a drake, you know, like a dragon. Yeah. Um, yeah it sure. was just really smooth. It didn't have any eyes, and I think that was kind of um, similar to what. Uh, oh, what's the? What's his bloody name in Dragon Guard Three? The Arc Dragon. Ah, oh, I know this. I know this. Screw it. One's dragon, who I know the name of. It's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't remember it right away. Uh, that doesn't have any eyes, and it was very similar to that. It was a very sleek design. And instead of singing in this game, instead, uh, she dances. And she has she has two, like, like curved blades, which aren't, like, scimitars, but they're, like, almost kind of like, um, like fist weapons. So she dances, and whenever she does her attack moves, she incorporates, like, dance into her techniques. And it was with Platinum, so the gameplay in my dream was dope as hell. <laughs> Yoko Taro, that's all free. You can have that. Right? It was great because she was, like, incorporating her low move by, like, sweeping on the ground, doing, like, a, like a tiny little pirouette and then, like, jumping into the sky and everything. And it was so cool. And I woke up and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> God damn it. I got really disappointed. But, you know, as I said, Yoko Taro, because I know you're listening. <laughs> oh, he's definitely listening. He's no doubt subscribed to both our channels. Yeah. He's in his bed with his little nightcap on. <laughs> he's <laughs> with, with his mask on as well. Yeah, like just a big <laughs> horrifying mask. <laughs> and a little nightcap. I like the idea of him like pushing popcorn into his mask and it's all like falling onto the bed. And he's like, oh, <laughs> they're talking about me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He's such a good boy. I love um, him. I mean, honestly, I'm oh, happy. Yeah. Like whatever Yoko Taro's next game is, I will buy it. Like, I'm. I'm I might not like it, but I will definitely buy it because I am just so enamored with like that guy's creative process and just 
the way he makes games. He's wonderful, and I, I think Square Enix will be fools not to hire him again after the success that was Near Automata. It sold really well as well, so yeah. Yeah, it sold really well, and considering how they keep hiring this guy despite the shit sales. I mean, look, he's done great this time. So you know what the thing is, Square Enix? You give him to a good developer. Give him to Platinum Games again. Don't be fools. <laughs> I beg of you, Square Enix. It looks like you're fucking up the Final Fantasy VII remake bit by bit, so don't you dare. <laughs> I couldn't believe Ooh. they gave it to the fucking Azura's Wrath creators, and I love that game, but Jesus. Uh, but that's a story for another time. That is, that I is. Think, I think for now, my friend, we should start cooling down. Absolutely. Start ending the podcast. So, thank you're you very much. You're about to learn much. how hard it is to end a podcast. Yeah, you just interrupted me, you fuck. Yeah, I wanted to, <laughs> this is your baptism of fire. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for joining me, Ipatch Wolf. It's been really, really nice to have you on for the first time. And I apologize for any, any awkward stutters I've made throughout. I'm, I'm still a baby boy with podcasts. Still getting used to it. I'm dipping my toes in the water. No, you were good. Stand tall, my friend. Thank you. I'm sitting up straight. There you go. But yeah, um, so why don't you shout out your channel so people can go and check out your content? Um, the channel is Super Eyepatch Wolf. You can find it on YouTube, and I also do the Let's Fight a Boss video game podcast. They're both okay, reasonably fantastic. good times. So go check them out. I think Eyepatch Wolf is one of the best anime YouTubers on YouTube, so go check him out. Go subscribe. Smash that motherfucking like button. And, uh, <laughs> You're right, ending a podcast is difficult. <laughs> See? But yeah, anyway, thank you very much for joining, everybody. And Thanks so much again, for listening, Thank guys. you so much for all of the... What was that, buddy? I said thanks so much for listening, guys. I was talking to Aww. them, not you. <laughs> You're a sweetie. But yeah, um, just all of the Patreon money has been such a surprise. And... I mean it from the bottom of my heart when I say thank you for being with me on this very, very strange YouTube journey. And I hope that you continue watching me for, for many years to come. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, guys.